Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 27th, 2023. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part Lunk Dow space. Now that it's officially illegal to hold Lunk, what is the next hot convict coin? Let's take a listen. Bruce, you seem like you've been a busy bee lately. I. Can you hear me all right, by the way? Yeah, you're good. You're fine. Does it sound any different? Uh, it's about the same. It's fine. I reject these accusations. What, that you work? Yes. By the way, you know what it's time for, don't you? Mm. What, drinking that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still, have you still waited? Have you been loyal? Yeah, let, me go, let, me go, let me go get it. Hold on a second. Gotta get out let, me, let me uh, try and get Grover and uh, Zara in here. My, my wife is uh, cooking like a salmon grill thing, and I don't know if this pairs well with that, but we're going to find out. What are all the girls doing lately? A girls just follow the money. So when the candles start, the girls will come back. Zara is coming now <laughs> for you to try the iron brew. Is she a super fan or what? No, but it's just like a British thing, isn't it? Yeah, just for a little context here, Bruce had me order something called Iron Brew, which is a drink that comes in like a carbonated Coke can looking thing. I-R-N-B-R-U. And this is like a UK made thing. So I'm supposed to taste test of it only after we get on a spaces and uh, describe what it is. Yeah. So I've had um, to keep it in the fridge chilled and then now I'm ready to kind of test this thing out well hold on because let me try and get the british people in here it's interesting that the cans um are a weird size it's like 330 mil which comes out to like maybe like two-thirds the size of a regular coke can so it's a little bit kind of deceptive it's like small <laughs> it's like 62 calories in this thing yeah mm -hmm. it's um standard size in the uk everything is bigger in the us i guess fatter and bigger yeah, that probably explains a lot of things. Only thing I'm concerned about is your existing mouth. Do you have anything in your mouth that you've just eaten or something? Well, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've been finishing a little bit of the like salmon dinner that my wife made me. Is, I mean, is it possible to to wash it down a bit with water? Just to, we need a oh, clear yeah, blank slate. Of course, yeah. Give me a sec. Consider it like a wine tasting or something. Yeah, because salmon's pretty strong, so you had a, you have to kind of eliminate that from the system a little bit. Yeah. 
Ryan, can you come and speak, please? For context, I've had Sefi order some iron brew from the internet. <laughs> he's, he's about to try it. Hello? Hey, Ryan. Ryan, this is the, you, we're doing the UK taste test here in a minute. Did you hear the situation? What's, no, I didn't hear the situation. What's the situation? All right, let me give you a rundown. We were talking about we were talking about the fact that there are the world's best drinks in different axes, like Coca-Cola is probably the best in its class in one direction, and milk is probably the best in another direction. And I, if you see this like a, a compass, like a north-south-east kind of thing, I propose that the best drink in the west direction is Iron Brew. And when I proposed that, Sefi was like, what the fuck is that? So I forced him to go on the internet and order some iron brew, and it's finally arrived. And when it arrived, it came warm. So I was like, no, 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 no. You put that in the fridge. You do not drink it now. And also, you do not drink it until we have all the UK people here to observe and listen. So that's what we're doing now. That is truly a fascinating situation. Great. It's almost <laughs> like, imagine, imagine like I love Coca-Cola, and imagine there's this treat that someone's never had Coca-Cola ever before. And now you're able to like have someone experience it. Like, you know, what, what would that mean? Okay. Imagine if I could have Coca-Cola for the first time, it'd almost be like an angel from heaven or God coming down and just like handing me this drink. Right. And, uh, it'd be a different experience compared to if I grew up with it or something. I presume that you've been reeled off the old stat of I am brew or Scotland being the only country country where, Coca-Cola is not the number one soft drink. It's Iron Brew. So Iron Brew is the... The national. It's the national drink of Scotland. It's the national drink of Scotland. When all those coal miners went down into the mines and there were these shaft collapses that killed half of them, the ones that survived would come up and they would mourn their brothers and they would all hang around a barrel of Iron Brew and drink it together to celebrate the day's work and the money brought home for their families. The national drink of Scotland, Sophie. Preffy, can you do a good Scottish accent? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was just a Sefi voice. <laughs> just right. my own voice. Um, you have to give me something to say. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have you opened it yet? Have I missed it? No, we're waiting for you. We've oh, been yeah. waiting for 20 minutes for you. Everyone has been like we had about hundred people in here. Then it was like, "Where's Zara? Where's Zara?" And then they all started leaving. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, sorry, I was super gluing my cat's eyes together. Um, so you're gonna open it? You're gonna drink it, Sefi? That super doesn't last too long, does it? <laughs> Lasts about. Wait, is um? Oh, is, I, I, you... I might uh, point out. You know, there was an ice. Uh, I met an interesting person today. Um, in an interesting situation, which might be. Maybe we can talk about that before or after the iron brew. I'm not sure which. Before. I just opened my iron brew. I went to okay. the shop so and there's this, it. There's this lady, and um, she had some issues with high blood pressure and all. And what this resulted in was a um, something called uh, press syndrome, posterior reversible encephalopathy syndrome. So what happens is, is your blood pressure goes up, I don't know that anyone knows why this happens, but basically you get the parietal temporal area of your brain and some of your, and not so much the occipital cortex, which is like where the vision part of your brain is, the back of your brain, 
but kind of the areas that lead to your eyes, sort of, if you can think about it, like pathway wise. And um, it's interesting because the woman was basically blind. She can't see a thing, but she thinks she can see. So that's really weird. You understand what I'm saying? So like when, when you ask her, like, you know, I don't know, how many fingers am I holding up? She'll, she'll say some number and she'll claim she can see, but she actually can't see anything because uh, she picks the wrong number or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's called cortical blindness. And actually tell that they're, they, they just can't tell that they can't see. Does that make sense? Can she never see, or is it just when she's like in like a seizure vibe, uh, like lots of edema or whatever it is that causes it? Sophie doesn't want to answer because it's a bit of an awkward question. Yeah. <laughs> I was making him uncomfortable with these present Yeah, questions. he's like, he's like, silence will teach her best. Makes me feel sad. You do get a bit nosy sometimes. If you're trying to speak stuff, we can't hear you. Ears, why aren't you a speaker? Are you left? Uh, Ears has, has a confession. He's with his brother. His brother has come to visit. I went to see him a few days ago, but he's embarrassed by us. He won't let his brother into the circle of love. I don't know why. Like He, he compartmentalizes his life in this weird way. Just let them all in. Let them all interact with each other. Let Ryan Lyon introduce himself to your brother. Hi, Zero X is his brother. Um, I'm Ryan Lyon. Uh, I've known Zero, Zero X is under many forms. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a man of many characters. Um, and uh, I've followed his journey of uh, crypto degen to uh, marriage, to moving to France. Um, and he, he lives this secret second life where he's got all these internet friends that he's scared to tell you about. So when you put down Iz's courage there, did you do that to make him feel ashamed in front of his brother? I don't know why you felt like... I don't know, it's not an ego thing, Brian. Okay. Can, I, can I just get to the, the point here? Is we would like it if you spoke, simply because it's valuable for you to react to Sophie drinking iron brew as an English person. It would be a shame if you had a laughter reaction and nobody heard it due to your own selfishness. Sorry, I dropped off there. It seems like these days any phone call kicks you off of Twitter, which is frustrating. Who did you phone call? Well, just someone called from wherever, and then it kicked me off. Anyway, called uh, the hospital and told them to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, that that's what usually will get you cut off from Twitter. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So you're asking something about her. Like, I get what was she going to get better and stuff? Today, she was able to um, actually. I, I held like a blown up like hospital glove. I'm like, you're probably not going to know what this is unless you can see it. <laughs> so I kind of did the object test. You know how you do it? Like, like you know, yeah. uh, how you get someone to, like, you know, figure out if they have telepathy or some shit by <laughs> giving some object behind a card. Um, well, this time I just sort of like gave an, showed an object to her and she's able to, like, partially see it sort of. 
she couldn't figure out what color it was, but she's like, I think it's a, I think it's a rubber glove. So she, her vision's coming back, but anyway, so it's reversible. So what do you give them for that? Like steroids or something? And it's, it's, it's not even the weird thing. No, it's just, you just lower their blood pressure and it gets better. But what the weird um, thing is not so much that like things can make you go blind. I think everyone understands like there's elements of blindness. It, the, the weird thing is that you're in your your brain tricks you into thinking you can see while you're actually can't, you can't see shit. Isn't that weird though? Like how could, how could you, like yesterday she was under the belief that she could see and she couldn't see anything. Like when you actually objectively tested her, she couldn't see at all. Pretty interesting. So they call that cortical blindness and you're kind of in a, a weird like denial state, not a denial state. You're, I don't know, in your head, you're, you believe you can see even though you can't. It's a weird belief, isn't it? Sophie. Shall, we can add this, we can add it to, we can make it more interesting. Shall I go and get some iron brew now? Okay. How close is that to you? Like five minutes. Can anyone else get some iron brew now? <laughs> Let's do an iron brew. Zara, can you get some iron brew? Yeah, I've got one. Did you hear me crack it open? Oh, I didn't. I thought you were joking. Shall, I'll no. get something and then we can all drink together. Can you, can you try and restrain yourself, though? Like, don't drink the whole thing before Seppi has. That's rude. I've got it right I've got it right here. It's, it hasn't been opened yet. Though. Well, give me, uh, let, give, me, give me five minutes to go to the shop and get something. Yeah, but they're not going to sell iron brew in a shop that's open at this hour, is that, are they? Shut your mouth. They're not. They're not. And Ears is here now. Hi, Ears. Am I missing something? Why is... Ears profile picture black known. Why is he not speaking? I must have missed something this week. He um he's taking a mental health break. <laughs> so that includes not talking here. I don't know why you've missed this whole thing. He said for a long time he's been suffering depression and um just needs a little bit of time. So it's not being a good friend to pressure him. Maybe if we all sing him a song, then he'll come out of his shell like a little hermit crab. Um, or I, I don't think that's a song. That's just like some kind of weird whistling noise you're making. That's my favorite song. It is now. Uh, Sethi, as an interim while I just watch the shop, what do you think the next 10x is? Besides flex, including that, hmm. Um, I don't know. I think like anything can do that now. <laughs> like all of the little, like mini coins or whatever. Like I bought some stride. I bought some stargaze. I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I think anything can ten x easily from this price level. So I think <laughs> the, the obvious mistake of so the obvious mistake anyone made in twenty twenty was not just going down the fucking list and buying like $100 of everything. Like you could just literally have bought everything on the crypto list and you would have done well. Um, as dumb as that sounds. Like it was a recipe for like absolutely easily making money. So I, I truly think anything can go up now. Like it's just a matter of waiting. And every, like everything's wrecked enough that even if it drops 50% or something, you know, you can you can still be fine just waiting, holding it out and waiting. So flex. Wait, flex what? 
is the it's answer. It's looking pretty good so far, huh? That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's it seems like only people buying it are people that sort of like um, are preparing for the future um, updates and things that brings all the crowd. So it makes perfect sense still. The, some shitty headphones. Okay, seems like you're still connected. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, it, so I think the hello, the the yeah, the exciting stuff reflects. It seems like it's going to happen maybe in like uh, in the next couple of months, where they allow people with various like creditor claims against defunct exchanges get to somehow transmit their coins from well, not transmit, but like take their claim and get immediate access to cash. And then I think some fraction of those will buy flex tokens, probably. Um, so anything that happens, you want to get this long before any of that shit happens. So we're talking about like you want to be a few months early for sure. Um, so like we'll, the, we'll all probably disappear once uh, once everything starts going up already. There's not any reason to talk about it at that point, right? Can you, can you hear me all right? I've just uh, I've got shitty headphones on. Yeah, you're okay. Byron is talk. Why does is he won't come even though he's sang a song? It's a mental maybe, health break. Yeah, but maybe if you said a freelance slam poem for him right now, then he would come. <laughs> he would come <laughs> in his. I don't think so. I think I think we need to respect that depression is a serious illness, and not dismiss it as something that can be cured by little songs. I think you're allowing him to wallow in his own land helplessness. He's never going to make it out the hood if you talk about him like this. It's never going to pass him by. He's just going to stay like this, black profile picture, mental health break forever. He's in a state of compression. He's like in a garbage compactor being squeezed on all sides. And so speaking is terribly difficult. Mm -hmm. You know what I do when I'm depressed sometimes? I just go to bed for a week. Helps a lot. Just go to bed for a week. You know those gums that you like buy and like, you bite into them and they're like wet inside? There's like a juice inside. Like true, what's it called? Um, you know, you know? Imagine yeah, yeah. if Zero X is, you bit into his compressed, like sweet, that's just him compressed. Like, what flavour would the juice inside be, do you think? Do you think it would be red or blue or yellow? Mango. Mango and passion fruit flavour. And the flesh would be all squishy. Yeah, thanks for your input, everyone. I've just, I've got the iron brew now. One sec. Oh my god, you're pretty close to the uh, iron brew where you live. I may have run. I forget how close everything is over there. It's like everything's walking distance, huh? I, have I don't a... think I've I don't think I've ever heard uh, Bruce like talking from a car, like driving or anything. He probably doesn't have a car. He's probably too poor for all the cryptocurrency nonsense you lot always yapping on about. <laughs> That's actually quite plausible. His wealth and livelihood depends on reeling out fifteen tweets a day. Putting something in propaganda uh, direction. I don't know which, whichever direction it is, 
he's got it. He's got it figured out, but it hasn't worked for a while. And now he's he's actually shoplifting the um, brew in his pockets, and he's going to subsist off the sugar in it for like a week. And then he's going <laughs> to steal potatoes out of the ground. <laughs> why do you? Why do you tell the truth? Listen, the the only shoplifters we've heard about on Twitter Spaces have been all women, Zara. Oh, you want to know a secret, Sefi? Hmm. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've I've never. I don't have a, a car driving license. I've only ever had motorbikes. Oh, nice. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense why you're never in a car. Okay. But do, where do you keep your bike then? You do you, do you roam around with that, or do you just uh, like take taxis and stuff? Uh, right now, I'm just like traveling around. I, I sold my last bike uh over a year ago but yeah in the past i've only ever had motorbikes or i've lived in london so it's like who cares just use public transport yeah car prices even here have gotten ridiculous like (laughs) it's a shock that anyone can afford a car over here anymore i wouldn't say it's um prices it's just like there's no advantage so you got to deal with parking um you got to deal with uh, blocked roads and stuff public transport is often better just easier so you're telling me if I get on the train around where you might live and I just sit on the train all day, every day, and I walk down all the carriages, I might run into you and I might sit opposite you on a table seat by the window. And I might say, oh, sorry, the plug on this side doesn't work. Can I use the plug over there? And you'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, you brew some spaces. And you'll be like, oh, no. And then you're going to go hide in the toilet and then you're going to lock yourself in the toilet and then we're going to keep knocking on the door like, Bruce, Bruce, I know it's you. I know it's you, and you're not going to let me in. Then I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. I wish Iz would speak. Iz would never say that. Question, since we're talking about uh, UK, whatever. um, Iz's accent is from what area? What does that come from? Would that is is ears considered in the realm of like posh uh, English or whatever you want to call that? I'm not sure how the the different categories <laughs> fill in. Um, I don't know. It just sounds like normal. She's got like a normal voice, but the further up north you go, the less normal you are. But you can also sound normal and be poor. So, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Lyon knows. Is it more like who you go to school with and stuff? Or is it like uh, how your parents speak? Or like where do you get most of your accent influence from, I guess? I mean, I suppose it's a combination, but I grew up in Pakistani vape shops. So I actually only really listened to English second language Pakistani speakers growing up. So I've got sort of unusual intonation. People often ask if I'm like Pakistani. But you learn from like British television or something. No, no, I'm just Pakistani vape shops. We didn't have television in there. But like sometimes I'd go to Tesco's and Morrison's, the supermarkets, and there would be other people there as well. Um, what about you, Sefi? Where did you learn to speak from? Did you speak from Duolingo? Mm-hmm. What? 
What's a Duolingo? (laughs) What is that? It's a, um, uh, it's a, the program I used to learn Japanese. It's a space repetition uh, language platform. Can you say something in Japanese? Or should I say, Japanese? I don't want to be mocked. And also, I think it's time for Seppi to drink now. Because I have my iron brew, and he has his. And we're ready. Shall we all do a countdown? This is like a signature UK drink, right? So, Yeah. Have you swished your mouth with... um... There's the top. Have, you, have you swished the water to clear out the fish? Yeah, I think I'm sufficiently clear. So, should I take a large gulp? Is this better with ice or what? That's the thing. No, just just drink Straight it. Let up. it swell it around in your mouth. And hmm. Let's see. All right, I need to get get another sip of this so I can get a feel. It definitely has that carb. It's definitely carbonated, so it's got that great mm-hmm. insight. It tastes like um, so. I I can definitely taste the whatever sweetener in it because I'm pretty sensitive to like aspartame and whatever. So that I it's not able to hide that. So I'm not sure why it has like both regular like sugar and artificial sweetener it's kind of weird to me hey man why are you just why are you describing the ingredients just like dwell in the taste Mm. is there like um it's a bit orange maybe almost like a fanta or something but i don't know maybe it seems like to me it's like a i don't know a cross between a a fanta and a root beer or something weird like that is it Am I off? Like, I'm not sure what I'm tasting here. This is insightful. Most human beings would just taste it and like... Yeah, but I'm trying to describe it to people. Like, how, how am I going to... You're, uh, you're, you're almost like trying to reverse engineer how it was created. Maybe. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's okay. Is it like super popular there? I don't want to insult everybody here. It, it's okay for you not to like it, even though it would change my opinion about you. I think it's like, to me, it's kind of a medium thing. It's the artificial sweetener that bothers me. I can't, I can barely tolerate that stuff on my tongue. I prefer real sugar. Yeah, facts, Sophie. Facts. Artificial sweetener is disgusting. You're not fooling me with this bullshit. You're not fooling anyone. And anyone who says that they're fooled is fooling themselves as well. It's disgusting. It's vile. There's, um, what I found in the shop the other day was original version Iron Brew, which is pure sugar. You might have to order that instead. Yeah, I'm maybe. Al- I'm also a little bit concerned like where this was manufactured and stuff, because when I have uh, a lot of drinks in the US and then the UK, it tastes very different. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Let me look here. Um, it has some like initials for at the bottom, like California something something, almost like um no but it said owned by something something in uk uh i'm not sure where it was made but yeah it could it could definitely make a difference where it's produced because like coca-cola tastes different in different countries for sure um if you have a country like mexico or india where there's sugar cane where that's they have real sugar 
um, Coca-Cola to me doesn't taste as good. Like Coca-Cola is meant to be made with like fucking corn syrup. <laughs> like that's, that's the real Coca-Cola to me. But no. some people really, some people really love uh, like the Mexican Coke or whatever. So when they go travel to the mm. South, they will drink the, the bottled Coke. Um, and then the other thing too is like carbonation, everything tastes different if you drink out of like a glass bottle versus like the can that seals the carbonation differently. So yeah, even Coke is very different, but this tastes like to me, it's okay. I think it's okay. I don't know that it's, do you, do you really think it's like on the, the far end of like, you know, like the drink compass, like it's that extreme to you? Maybe you need to have the right one and maybe you need to be in the right psychological state. Maybe. I'm scared that this fish has scared you. Um, I'm scared that the aspartame has biased you. I'm I'm just I'm scared that there's a mindset issue here. I'm scared yeah. that you're maybe in a sympathetic nervous system state that needs unwinding before tasting. I don't know. There are factors that do you think if I if I talk like this, if I fud this, everyone in the UK and Scotland or whatever stop drinking it. Uh no, but if there was ever a nuclear war between the US and the UK, they would probably vote to to bomb your house. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Blasphemy. Yeah, it's true. We hate you, Safi. You could have just lied. You could have just said, oh, it's delicious. Mm. And then... Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand this. I don't know, like, surely you would, you should be thinking about political things and being a good ambassador and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know why you have to be this hateful. Well, you told me to tell you the truth. Yeah, but nobody really means that, do they? They really don't. I really should have been more uh, keen on uh, keeping your feelings intact. But promise me you'll try it in a range of situations. Like one day you'll ch you'll try it after a workout or a busy day or something, or during the middle of a busy shift when you feel like really thirsty. Promise me. One of the ways one attempt. of the ways I in I interpret sort of like food and taste. One of the ways I think of it is like how much how much does it like how memorable is it? So for example, like tomorrow, if this is not in my hand, like can I remember what it tastes like a day from now? Right. Like that's kind of how I think about these things. If it's so memorable that I remember by the next day, then that's usually a good sign. I believe in um, the adaptation of the tongue as well. Like when I got hooked on smoking, the first pack or so wasn't very good, but then I fucking loved it. And I loved it even more when I had like a beer or a coffee with it. And that took a while as well. Like there's an adaptation process. I think by the time you get through about 10 crates of iron brew, you'll fucking love it. I've got about 10 crates now. I only got one. So, do see if you can find the, um, it's called like original recipe, iron brew. See if you can find that because I think it's pure sugar. I had a bottle the other day of that. Um, they started selling it in the supermarkets and stuff here. It's like yeah, the, I think, I, I, think I would definitely version. prefer it if it didn't have the artificial sweetener because that's always yeah. really strong for me. I'm highly sensitive to the taste of that. Let me see. I think it was called like Ryan, are you a super fan of the Iron Brew? I'm not a huge Iron Brew guy. 
Um, Screw you, Ryan. What? I'm not Scottish. So like, you're flex. I think I think it's fine. Like it's 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 a nice like, you know, every now and then again when you fancy something a bit different, grab an iron brew, enjoy it, refreshing. But it's not something that I'd want to drink every day. No, but you wouldn't want to get married every day, would you? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. But marriage is beautiful. The perfect analogy. Ryan and Sethi, please look up um, original recipe 1901 Iron Brew, first crafted 121 years ago. That's the one you really want. I want to drink I could make such a delicious energy drink if I wanted to. Maybe I will. Would you drink it, everyone? Uh. Uh. Sophie, would you drink my energy drink? Say yes. Uh, sure, yes. Okay, thanks. Of course. I know what's inside your energy drink. It's the Ray Pete Super Mix. Ray Pete. And also Unicorn's Tears. It's going to be the, the thyroid mix. It's not. It's the it's world's the first filming. energy drink focused purely on amplifying the thyroid. Okay, first of all, I would make it a fizzy raspberry drink, so it'd be raspberry puree, carbonated. But then I would put in some B vitamins, and then like about twice Wait, the like a beaver what? What? I'd put You're in some put B vitamins, beaver, and beaver juice, and beaver. then I would also put a lot of caffeine, like a really, really a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar. And everyone who drank it would, and oh, and a little bit of alcohol as well like a shot of vodka, and then everyone would just be like, oh, they'd be having a great time. And I wouldn't tell anyone it's alcoholic either, so they would like drink it and drive. <laughs> and then they would that's, go to prison for drink driving. That's really irresponsible. What would you put in your energy drink? I would put in metformin and resveratrol and NMD and aspirin. And it would be an energy drink to um, fight off diseases arising from metabolic syndrome and increase your lifespan as much as possible. But you'd give them metformin? I'd give them metformin, yeah. It generally has better outcomes for, um, to the extent that that even diabetics are having better outcomes than non-diabetics if they're on it. I think that's a bit retarded. I think that's stupid. I think it's a dumb idea. The point would I be think... it's like it's not about short term energy, it's a it's energy until you're as old as possible. It's continuity but... of energy drink. Metformin is just gonna kill you sooner. Metformin just inhibits like the one of the first enzymes in octopus. Don't it's talk just like that. Knock you out. There are many studies that it, many studies that it increases lifespan. Uncle Sefi can, can confirm. You can find a study pointing you in any direction. I can find you a study saying eating beaver poo will make you strong and handsome, and then you will eat it as well. No, you won't. Stupid. Dum-dum. Retard. This is one of the um, most studied drugs ever. <laughs> See, you reverted to your true form of being a girl. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if Ears was here, then things would be a little bit different. But 
just a cruel world. By the way, if anyone would like to come up and speak, you're more than welcome. I'm kind of sick of talking to the same people again and again. Oh, I was going to give you guys my uh, version of a of an energy drink. I was probably going to use um, uh, ginkgo biloba, but possibly possible. I mean, if possible, I'd go all out and get that uh, Egyptian blue lotus. That is like a parallel to what uh, ginkgo biloba is. So the energy drink would be like exuberantly expensive. Is that something like uh, on the black market or whatever? Uh, well, I mean, there's like a botanic garden that grows it, uh, but it's super expensive. So yeah, my my energy drink would probably cost like one bitcoin. <laughs> nah, probably not a bitcoin, but like a thousand dollars per like drink, and it uh it basically help you with like your blood flow. And a slew of other things, and then I'd add turmeric to it, just possibly like the derived chemical compound of tur- that turmeric has that makes it so that you you relax. And so, yeah, it would, you would probably be walking around with this giant mega boner, like it would probably increase your girth. Um, yeah, I was thinking is aspirin. Like, but... is this like to be used in conjunction with like a penis pump or something? Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you probably could if you wanted to, but I'm not really sure if you'd like joke it like that. Um, yeah, and I mean, Bruce really tackled that one drink though with his, with the metformin, the reservatol, uh, what else did he add? Um, possibly. Uh, Bruce, you forgot to put finasteride in there. Oh, no, we're not using that. It's it's not for... Um... It's not for hair. Finasteride is a trade-off. Finasteride will decrease your lifespan a lot. Um, in exchange doesn't for hair, you, doesn't it make your cheeks expand? It, like it messes up pretty much everything. Yeah, like I've, I think I've seen some pictures. People look like they their faces all like really messed up. Yeah, like um, and then they get these little baby hairs or something. Um, I like I don't I don't remember really well because I was like uh. I was, I think I was pretty high that night, but I was like looking up what what that was because you were like on this tirade of like finasteride, and I was like, man, this he's he's trolling someone. And I looked it up, and I was like looking at pictures and like side effects, and like the internet's really nice with me and like shows me these pictures, and yeah, people look like they got some really messed up faces from it. Yep, it changed my face for the worse, but it's like I don't know. You you need to choose what you optimize for like you could optimize for athletic performance in strength or cardio or whatever then you could optimize for health span or you could optimize for um the some kind of metric of the quality of life or you could optimize for total lifespan as in how old you live or you could optimize for how you look and i choose the last one that's why i eat finasteride Okay. Well, uh, Godspeed. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna. I guess I like how he said. I like how you said. Um, I'm gonna revisit that for a second. So when the internet likes you, it shows you pretty pictures. That's a kind of cool idea. Yeah. Well, it's mostly when I'm like being very intuitive. I think I've noticed it just shows me like. Uh. Well, I guess I. It sounds weird now that I think about it sometimes, but. And I said this like a while back, but the camera in front of you, right? Your uh, 
it's always reading you like the the true depth technology that the iphone uses so it usually gauges like your mental health at that point or at least your well-being so it's able to expose you to like uh more hardcore content so a few times when i've like looked up certain like medical concepts i don't usually get like the nitty-gritty like detailed uh actual flesh body pictures i usually get you mean, like you like, mean like porn you mean like porn sites or something yeah like no no not porn sites like i'm i'm actually getting like actual like um like uh images that a doctor would use to like uh find the deratome so it's like actual like uh spinal nerves like next to the bone and it looks pretty grimy like like visceral images and usually when i'm in like in a good set of like good set i've noticed i get to see the internet different uh aside from that i usually get these like 3d kind of rendering pictures of whatever i'm supposed to be looking at which doesn't help um but yeah so i've gotten some intimate pictures of what deratomes or how they they spread on your body when i've looked that up Oh, and I was going to, I guess this is the appropriate chat to ask, or I guess throw into my, my energy drink, that schizoid uh, uh, herb um, and the Kali one. Like, apparently those two uh, prolong your life too, and they make it much better. I'm starting to find out that a lot of these names that we've been kind of throwing around are actually the names of herbs. And, uh, and there was some type of, like, process. Yeah, my drink would be very expensive. What color would it be? Wait, would it be? Is that her blue? The ginkgo biloba Jason? Well, the so apparently the so the the Egyptian blue lotus uh, and the ginkgo biloba have like the same like chemical signatures when they do some kind of like uh, chromography test. Or I'm probably butchering all that information up right now, by the way. But they've done the test and they look like pretty much similar and they extracted like the the compounds and they're basically the same but i'm guessing yeah it would be it wouldn't be blue uh the the ivy the lotus itself isn't it like it's like a brownish color so i mean and i can't i can't eat certain artificial colors because it makes my mouth taste really weird um i'm on the same boat with steffi with like artificial sweeteners and stuff like i can't like i'll like i'll do it but then like five minutes later it's like i want to you know kind of cut my tongue off yes it's like you were you read it it's good it's good that you can tell you're in touch with your tongue actually regretted a lot of foods because immediately after i realized that they had like some kind of artificial dye in it hold up and, a second uh, who here can you touch your uh can you touch your uh the, the tip of your nose with your tongue i can negative i can do it anybody else here bruce can you tip touch the tip of your nose your tongue no it's very far away that's concerning yeah how, i can do it how um how concerning well do you want it like a prognosis or something or is it but what is this to do with like tongue tightness or something your your lingual frenulum Mm, I don't know. I, I can do it. So I'm just comparing and contrasting here. I think Although my, I, can't, I can't touch, I can't touch my eyeball with my tongue. I think my, I think my, uh, my frenulum is slightly restricted. Why? I need you to snip that. 
it's like something kitchen scissors will take care of or they they do literally just just cut it i had a friend who went to a, a dentist one time and they were like you've got tongue tie and he just injected a um some kind of anesthetic and just cut it done Yura seems upset by this this um abomination that you're describing there you so what's the deal with buckfast it's got like caffeine but it's like wine i have a bottle which i haven't tried yet i think they make it near me you know i, I still haven't tried it There are very few, if any, energy drinks I've been able to sort of enjoy. I don't know why, but all the different tastes don't do it for me. Like Red Bull, for example, has something, and I forget what it's called. And it, I don't know. I feel like it's a chore to drink the thing down. Yeah. There aren't any energy drinks that are just um, sugar. They're always sweeteners or like <clears> some <throat> weird, at least citric acid. I, that Coke is a good, Coke counts, right? You know what? If I could find, I've said this before, but if I could find Red Bull with no caffeine, I would drink it all day. I really like the taste of it. Like, oh, really, really, really like the taste of it. It's, and I did, I did. For me, it's like Red Bull's like almost like a chore to drink. That's interesting, Sefi. I wonder hmm. if there's some association with like the, the social intelligence eyes test, given my preference for Red Bull and Iron Brew. That's quite possible. Interesting. Yep. Do you like Dios uh, motherfuckers or AMFs, uh, Bruce? Like uh, Red Bull and Jägermeister? Yeah, I I like um, Iron Brew Quadvods. I don't know what that is, but I'll look it up. Is that a copy? Quadvod is quad, as in four shots of vodka mixed in an oh. Iron Brew. Oh, that sounds pretty good, actually. Four vodka shots and one iron brew. That's just mostly just vodka. This was uh this is yeah. like a classic student thing in the UK, although Zara wouldn't know because she wasn't a real student. She was a hermit student who went to university <laughs> during the pandemic because she's a loser. Um but the 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 quadvod experience is you go to the bar, all right mate, can I have a quadvod? And they pull you out like a sprite and put four shots of vodka in it, then you down it. That was like classic student things. In the UK, Sefi, that's what we did. I think that's pretty much standard everywhere, something like that. Why did you say that about me? I don't understand. Why Why did you go to university during the pandemic? Why would you do that? There. I was already there. I just I don't know why you're being so mean. Little old me, <laughs> little old did, me. I never did nothing. Did you? Did you even graduate, or did you just quit? No, I graduated. Got a when, first. When was your graduation ceremony? It was last June. And what was on your certificate? What you want to know my full name? <laughs> no, the the degree and the classification. I just told you what I got. But was it like a? Barely first, like sixty nine percent. Oh, we'll we'll give her it because it's almost seventy. I got one hundred percent, and then they came out and they put a big crown on my head, and they said "Slay Queen," and I was like, "Thank you, besties," and then I left. Yeah, I was only someone talking about myself. Me, someone bought me a box. Someone bought me a box of 
chocolates by the brand name Gudrun, G-U-D-R-U-N from Belgium. They're quite good. I don't know if you guys like Belgium chocolate or not, but it's pretty good. Can I have one? Wait, Bruce, do you like chocolate or you uh, or you have an angst against that too? I like dark chocolate, as in I tend to buy chocolate that is like 85, 90% cocoa or whatever it is. And then um, I like dusted truffles. <laughs> I don't know what you call them in the USA. I'd have to get the specific band. Zara will know. I get like these these um, chocolate truffles from Marks and Spencers. They're like dusted truffles. Have you ever tried those? They're my There's favorite. The, the ones that are like little trees, or the ones that are that come in a square box. What do you mean, little trees? There's the ones that are like they're like nut shaped or like tree shaped. No, there's nothing like that. There are ones that are flaky, and then there are ones that are like um, little igloo shaped. Oh yeah, the igloo shaped ones. Yeah, and they're. Do you know what I mean? They're in these yeah. like gold boxes. <laughs> you eat those. That's such a random choice. They're kind of yeah. pointless, but I respect. I they're mean, my they're my favorite, and they're really wholesome. They've got like coconut and shit in them. They're not that unhealthy. They're pretty. I don't know. They're just the best. Yeah. You would you would not know what I'm talking about, Sefi. I don't think so. But it sounds like there's quite a bit of like specialty shops there and stuff with these mm. kinds of. Uh, and uh, when you come to uh, France for your chauffeur tour. Then I'm gonna track you down with a box with a backpack full of different treats and feed them to you. <laughs> yeah, I have my I have my uh, tickets and this and that arranged. Um, pretty sure like I'll be coming in via Paris and then uh, heading towards like Normandy first that direction and then doing it really a full round around the country down to like Monaco and everything and then back to Paris. Are you doing the? Um train or or car or what i think we're gonna do like trains in between towns that'd be and cool then someone's gonna pick us up in each place or something I'm not sure yeah. exactly it's gonna work is this for work or are you gonna have are you gonna have some kind of small creature or person carry your bags around yeah i've been wondering about that um not sure haven't figured out how, the logistics i figured i'd just show up and see what happens yeah, I mean, like, and I don't know any French either. They get all upset and shit if you don't speak French there. Ah, it's easy, just like Jim Appel in it and croissant, whatever. I've been having to um, speak a lot of French because my aunt has come to stay and she doesn't speak English. She just speaks French and Arabic. So I'm really um, French maxing right now. I can be your tour guide, Sefi. I can Do be you the know, girl that carries you know Arabic? Do you know Arabic, though? No. No, I don't. Do you, do you know what Amuta means? Yeah. What does it mean? It's like you rat or something. It's whatever you used no. to say to your Egyptian girlfriend. No, 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 no. The funny thing is that it's close. Sharmuta is is like slut or whore. But oh, then, But then Armuta is catfish. <laughs> so it's like it's like you catfish. Um, but it can also be a word to to call people with like big um lips, like lip filler and stuff, like like catfish, like um. So like Sharmuta Amuta is like is like slutty catfish with big lips. You know what Keef Keef means? Say it again. Keef. I can't hear you. Keef Keef, did you say? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, no, I don't think I've heard that. It's like a colloquialism, but it means basically our uh, same thing, like same, same, like come see, come see. It's like some word play on town names in Algeria. Now I've got a question. So um, apparently I think one of the ways to say hello or something like that in France is to say cuckoo. So is cuckoo, it seems it, it, like, is that something kind of gay? Is that something a man would say? Is it something... <laughs> That like what type of people do you say that to? Like, how, what are the different types of hello and like where do I get myself into trouble? I think that's a gay thing, to be honest. I would just keep it keep it simple, keep it with the bonjour, keep it with the salut. Is is <laughs> bonjour too? Is it too? Uh, like I don't know. Is it uh, bonjour? Like, so, okay, like put it this way. See, I don't. See, if I don't know almost any French, which is basically accurate, then which one would I say to trick them to thinking? Like I'm a French person and, you know, only if they ask me for their questions, they would realize I'm not <laughs> versus like the one where I would use if I want to make it really, really clear that I'm not French. And so therefore, like, OK, you need to speak to me in English now. I've said my French part and now it's like, leave me alone to like huh. tell me the directions in English. <laughs> Well, uh, I think I would just... You see what I'm saying here? Like, yeah, I get you, I get you. I think bonjour is like, I mean, it literally means good day. So that's a good starter one. You know, just hit them with the bonjour. But then if you want to be casual, you want to be chill, hit them with the salut. And then they'll be like, ah, yeah, this guy, he's French. But if you say cuckoo to them, that's actually a slur for French people. So you're going to get all your bags stolen off you. They're going to give you a black eye. So you've got to be careful. What about one of these? What's the best one of these you can do? Uh, whenever they look at you, you know, someone looks at you, uh, you give them a. Uh, oh, so just kind of like look at them in disdain, like they're not worth my time or something. Yeah, pretty much. Like you're a tourist in France. Zara, do you have Telegram? Yeah. What's your username? I'm in your height research group. Oh, okay. Are you are you the same person there, or have you got some weird username? Like, there's a weird guy in there, like John something or whatever. I don't know who these people are. They found it somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they got in. It's like somebody's referred them. It's like, oh yeah, All right, John, join this group. It's uh, it's a great group. Oh, my name is A. Yeah, John, that's me. Let me find that. If does anyone else want to join the Hyatt Research Group, by the way, you're more than welcome. Just just let me know. All these different uh, whatever, like Twitter groups and um, I don't know, Telegram and whatever the fuck else, like the, the number of messages is getting out of control. So it's hard to keep up with anything when you have all these little beeps and buzzes all the time. That's not true at all. I, I just have had to become more efficient and like uh, divert things onto a tablet because I can't have my phone buzzing. Plus, apparently, Telegram has a a limit now of how many things you can pin, and then ask for a credit card, which is very Fed-like. And I'm about to not about to put my credit card information in in Telegram for any reason. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Wow. 
Well, feel free to come back when you are willing to speak, Jaybird. He's right there. I could hear him. It was the TV, not him. Oh. Longdale, have you started travelling around yet? Are you in a hotel? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did a week of many cities, such as uh, Bristol and Liverpool. Liverpool, that's very random. Well, what did you do while you were there? Just simply stay in random hotels, or did you like see something or what? I've got. I've got Walking. a thing. I've got a thing, Seffi, where I just yeah saw some friends and stuff. But um, I really like hotels. I realized that I can easily live in a hotel <laughs> and I'm considering it now. I'm like, shall I go just live in a hotel for a while? You know what else I've considered? Um, I haven't been on a cruise yet, but I reckon if I like cruises, I could live on a cruise ship quite easily. That would yeah, you'll, people, pro- you'll probably like it. Yeah. A lot of people actually do that. Uh, I've read like multiple articles, especially like back in like um, 2014 or around there. No, people it was 2013, like- man. 20, 2013 was the year of the, the permanent residence on, on a cruise ship. People, retirees, buying apartments and traveling oh, the world. Get it there right. There you go. It was, if it is 2013, it was back then. All I just remembered was like the timestamp around there. But there, there were various were like, ships being constructed for, as permanent residences as well. It's like um, some kind of uh, perk of, of being rich or whatever. The, the cruise ship retiree where you just travel around forever until you die, and then they throw your corpse in the ocean. It's the only way to get far enough away from other people, really. Honestly, that sounds pretty cool. Um, living on a ship, and the ship is pretty high-tech, so you don't really get any of those like uh, sea legs, and you probably get to go... I guess you get... There's like probably like a dartboard map, and you're like, where do I want to go? Or where, do, where does the ship want to go? And then you throw like a dart and it's like, oh, we're going to go to Madagascar today. Or I mean, like in a week's time. I went on one cruise, Bruce. Um, I would say like, first off, like some people, you know, they're, they're very negative about it. Like, oh, it's just very commercial and, you know, this and that. I just don't care about any of that. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, mm. It was like kind of like a week. You wake up whenever the hell you feel like it, except that like. And then there's like food all the time. So you don't, it doesn't really matter when you eat or whether you eat or anything else. So um, that's kind of yeah. cool. And then there's like a little gym there that overlooks the ocean and shit. So like, you know, you hop on your whatever and then you kind of watch the ocean move. What um, was your cruise? Like, where did you go and stuff? Where did you leave uh, from? It was, and go to? Like, it was Caribbean area. So it was like mm. Cancun and this and that. Um, Cayman. Uh, so I was kind of on the Cayman Island for a couple of days. Things like that. So, yeah, it's, it was kind of, uh, I thought it was fun. I, I don't know that I would do it over and over again. Um, it, like, to me, it's like if the sights are interesting, like, that's what's cool about it. Like, when you're sleeping, they're basically in the middle of, like, the, the open oceans. There's nothing really to look at. Um, I mean, you can obviously wake up and look at the ocean and stars and whatever. But um, I think it's just, like, imagine you're sleeping and then you're going to another destination while you're sleeping, which is pretty cool. But unlike a train where it's like, maybe it's not quite far enough for you to sleep properly or get comfortable. Um, it's a bit more comfortable than that. So it's like, when you have a lot of nice destinations, it's pretty cool. I'd like to do like a Mediterranean ocean cruise. That'd be fun. Yeah, there were some with all those ones. With all those cool towns near, you know, that you go along the way. The one I'm thinking about doing is, is um, one of the ones that leaves from the UK and then goes up the 
coast of Scandinavia all the way up to like near the Arctic um, and sees the Northern Lights and stuff and then goes back or goes via Scotland or whatever. Um, I think that could be cool, like a two-week one. But I don't know. Yeah, I think my, my dad did that sort of thing. Um, it ended in like, I don't know, St. Petersburg or something and it went along the fjords or whatever. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Th- those are pretty highly recommended the the Norwegian cruises and such. Mm. Of course, you're, you, but you're from that area, right? Or your ancestry is, have you been much to yeah, Norwegian like countries? When I, when I was younger, but it's, it's, um, part of the contemplation of cruises was this idea that you can live in a country, but you rarely see things like the entire coastline or a lot of it. Like one, one of the cruises I was looking at the other day was a, a week long tour of the UK going around the entire coast of the UK. And I thought that's quite interesting because you can live somewhere but not see any of it. Um, but this to give an interesting new perspective. I like the idea of it. It's not, um, I don't know. Everyone, the interesting thing is everyone I know who's been on a cruise ended up kind of addicted to it. And everyone who hasn't been judges it. So it's kind of interesting. I think people judge it as kind of being commercial or maybe it's like something that old people go on or something like that. But I think it also depends on the 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 clientele that are on that particular boat too. So yeah, if you pay for the nicer ones, I think you sort of pay for that to kind of get away from the riffraff a little bit. If you want to have it like be like a spring break party weekend for college kids, you go to the cheaper ones and and um, like you know people are just more nuts. You know, as far as like <laughs> it's a younger crowd for sure, mm. but it's a more like raunchy crowd too. Like. So it depends on what people like. It just depends on what you're looking for. It's um, it's very interesting. It's not too expensive either. You can pretty no, much. It, it seems like you can reasonable. you can live it's on a cruise ship for maybe. Hmm, what's the dollars or pounds these days? Looks like you can live on a cruise ship for pretty much about five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I could probably like you know, work a month and then spend like 11 months on a cruise ship. <laughs> like, that'd be funny. Although I guess mm, these things go for like a week or 10 days or maybe two weeks at most. I think they're, they don't just go on forever. Uh, they dock somewhere. And then I guess mm, there, are, there are many, many ones that are like um, 70 nights and stuff. Just have a look now. Oh, no shit. Seven, no, seven, zero, 70 nights. Let me just, that's kind of cool. Duration longest world cruise, ten thousand pounds, ninety nine nights. Where the cruises kind of makes sense too is like there are certain destinations in the world that are crazy expensive. Um, like for example, New Zealand. Um, if you want to get there from the U.S. in the American winter time, where it's summer there, um, it's extru- It's like ridiculously pricey. We're talking about just flying coach might be like $4,000, for example. So for most people, like that doesn't make sense. So it's like mm. going on off season plus doing like cruise lines helps because like in some ways, like traveling Australia, for example, is boring. Like there's a lot of landmass. So if you go by boat, you know, you, you have all the benefits of being on the boat, all your shit's taken care of, your, all your luggage and all that shit is taken care of. And you just show up in nice spots, enjoy it. And then like, you know, there's nothing to it. It does feel more commercial. It feels less spontaneous, but it's like, fuck, like being spontaneous is a lot of work. That's the thing. <laughs> like, you got to figure out where you're going and 
how to get there and where you're going to live and what car to drive and all that shit. So sometimes you just want to like let the, the, the whatever do the work, right? This is the company. Hmm. So I'm looking now at the. Also, there's something about like getting through a book or something like that and doing it while doing absolutely nothing and with nowhere to go, nowhere to bother you and just like looking at the ocean while you're reading or something. I like that. I'm quite interested in these world tour ones. That's kind of interesting. Three months. I just love trees everywhere. so much. I feel like I'd miss the trees. But to be fair, most people's holidays really aren't that different from a cruise. They're just worse. But I like. But you're not. You like, you're not. Okay. Um, you're not on the boat all the time, though. You're like you're staying in places for two, three days, and you explore. Yeah. And it's like um, usually they usually drop you off for a day, and well, they the, want to keep they want to keep the book the boat going. So if you go to like Jamaica. Yeah. They'll drop you off and you'll get in a little car. You'll go to whatever like waterfalls and things there. And then you will get back to the boat by the evening time and hop back on is how it works. Um, so they keep it moving pretty much. They don't usually dock for like two days very often. That's an uncommon okay. thing. I was thinking this, I think usually, yeah, but we're looking at like a world tour one. So um, oh, where they stop for a period of time and do different things. Yeah. So yeah, it says um, Guatemala stops for five days. And then Mexico stops for uh, it stops for two days and then five days and then have a look. Yeah, there there are like many two day stops in various places, and even a five day stop somewhere. So you should just book it. You've been talking about it for a little while. I mean, why not? Oh, this is a while out. Like the next one they do on. P&O is like January next year. Just keep your eyes on the news so you don't get stuck in case of uh, world events. Well, I mean, if a nuke goes off or something, it'd be cool to be at sea, wouldn't it? International waters or whatever. And if yeah. it's a tsunami, you can just bob over it because it's tiny when it's out there. Yeah, but if you're going to get hit by like a radiation cloud, right? Like you want to be the last to go. Probably the middle of the ocean is a good spot to be. I mean, something fake like monkeypox, whatever, that gets spread really easily through like ventilation systems. And then the ports all close, so you can't leave. That sort of thing. That'd be funny. Oh, you can yeah, spread it. Yeah, it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, you'd probably like South America too. Mm, like Chile, Peru. Argentina and like Brazil and all those places places are a pretty good zone. Like there's cruises that go around all of that too, which is nice because like Chile is almost there's not much like thickness of the country. It's like between the mountains and the ocean is pretty narrow. So like most of it's a nice coastal trip with like mountains in the background and all that. Might be good. You could like go up and down Chile for a while. Yeah, exactly. Chile should be nice. Traveling by yourself is fun, but it's always a bit, I don't know, it gets boring quick, but it's better traveling by yourself than being alone by yourself, just at home, I suppose. I don't know. You can make friends. What do you mean? I mean are, you, like, are you talking about me? Is that, are you being personal? Are you personally attacking me? Yeah, yeah. Because you're getting on a bit, aren't you? You know, 
<laughs> I, I can produce a girlfriend really quick. You'll yeah, see. but I know that you could produce one, like you can get one quick, but I mean in terms of like for you, like the companionship, like you're not going to find anyone that's like interesting to you um, easily. That's really hurtful. Yeah. Mm, we're going to have to like, uh, we're going to have to work on the uh, find Bruce a girl uh, thing. Did you see the way she just condemned me to a life of loneliness? Did you see the way she condemned me, Steffi? <laughs> yeah, the statistics aren't so good lately. I don't know why that, like, what's going on, but... The what, sorry? The statistics aren't that good lately. For what? Well, when you start, like, narrowing down, you want a girl that does this and does that and blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you narrow it down. The number of actual people that fit your theoretical criteria go down a lot. Yeah, you have to you have to make some kind of compromise. Like, yeah, you 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 choose a trade off of some form. Um, the ancients knew this, of course, which is why they had multiple wives. Yeah, or arranged marriages, where you just like shut up and don't worry about all that shit. <laughs> but I think if you're on a world cruise, you would meet a lot of people who you become really good friends with as well. Or even um, a wife would be quite cool. I think there are certain things that people go on where it's like the fact that you're doing it together um, is a really good filter for the kind of people you meet. Like when I was being a monk, the, the, the kind of people you meet when you're in a monastery or a retreat center is really, really interesting. Um, they're super like specific, like super specific interest group. I they're guess. they're hyper filtered in a very interesting way. You don't find anyone in those places who lives just an ordinary life. They they're either very free in some way, or very entrepreneurial, or they've gone through some kind of um, extreme life turmoil, like some huge financial loss or um, a load of deaths or a business collapsing or something, where they've been in like. Um, they've hit the wall in some form and then they felt a need to go and make a big change. And that's what's driven them to do it because you have to be insane. Like who's going to turn up to somewhere and meditate for like 16 hours a day? What kind of person does that? Um, it's it's actually quite interesting. Like it's very filtered in a way that I've never experienced before because one of the interesting things is if you do a two-week retreat on the last day, they allow you to speak. It's seen as like, um, a kind of a decompression window where, where you do the retreat and then on the very last day, it's like a social day, like your experience and, and talking about it and how was your, how was your experience and whatever. Um, and that's when everyone gets to know each other. So it's like you spend weeks in silence and then no eye contact, no talking or anything. And then at the end, you get to know each other. Um, but well, I've never been though, more fascinated. I wonder though, how, what proportion of like a, a cruise crowd is selectively going there um, like well, I, I think you know, you would seeking find... out seeking out other singles or something. I'm not you, sure. What the... Well, I think for a world cruise, it would be interesting because you'd find a lot of like um, you'd find a lot of adventurous souls and people well, who've chosen cruise... to quit the life of jobs. Yeah, or world cruise would imply like you have the money and wherewithal to like just go right. Like you don't have any like any connection that really ties you down. Mm, so that would be an interesting person, I think. How come you went to the And I wonder, if, I wonder if that implies something about the likelihood of someone that you'd meet doing that would move to any country uh, to be with whoever, right? Because they're, 
like they've already shown that they have the ability to be completely disconnected from the regular world in a sense for whatever, two, two months or whatever. I don't know. But these cruise ships are so big as well. Like, I think, let's have a look at this one. Arcadia, it's called. Um, by the way, this would be a good way to find me, Zara. <laughs> you can mm -hmm. secretly book onto the same cruise. Ha <laughs> ha, I, I spent 15,000 pounds to find you, Ruth. <laughs> now you're stuck with me for three months. And you, yeah. you know, like on cruises, you can, you have to, you're forced to sit with people at certain tables sometimes. You'll be like continually booking onto the same table, so I'm forced to eat with you and stuff. Please leave me alone. My plastic, my plastic lunch table up to you. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. You want to sit together? <laughs> you want to sit together for dinner? <laughs> so doing um, show on the roof. <laughs> I'm having a look at this. So Arcadia, the ship that I'm looking at, is like two and a half thousand people. So among them, there's probably one potential wife, I would say, even if I do go alone, which I doubt I will. It wasn't that attached. Well, you could cut out going alone, by the way. <laughs> say it again, Zara. I missed that. I said it wasn't an attack. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it was an attack. You really need to see the population pyramid for these uh, cruises, though, to make sure you're not disappointed. I think there'll be a lot of retirees and stuff. Um, the last time I went, I thought it was a pretty mixed group. I felt like a little bit of everybody. I don't think it was like, oh, look, it's all a bunch of old people or whatever. Oh, this is... Um... It looks like this particular cruise ship is just for adults as well, so no kids. That's cool. Where does that take you? The the world cruise. Mm, uh, as in how many days and like world as in what what everywhere? Like what do you mean world cruise? Yeah, like ninety nine days, and then starts in Southampton, UK, goes to the Bahamas then goes to Port Everglades, then goes to Aruba, I don't know where that is, then the Panama Canal, then um, Guatemala, then Mexico, Honolulu, it goes to... Wait, Mexico to Honolulu? It doesn't go down to South America first? No. So it's like, it goes, what, across the Panama Canal? Yep. Yeah. Huh. And then it goes to Samoa and Tonga, then New Zealand, Australia, and a lot of Australia, like a whole tour of Australia, then Indonesia, then the Philippines, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Singapore, Malaysia, Sri Lanka, Dubai. Um, it must take a number of days, though, to get from like Panama to Honolulu, Honolulu to Samoa. Like you're basically on the open Pacific, which is takes forever. Yeah, I mean, it, it starts by going transatlantic as well, which is like 10 days. You're going to need to have made some friends on that boat, basically, by that point. <laughs> Why? Okay. <laughs> or, I don't or have the, any... Or, have or, do no, or do nothing at all. That's just do, do Twitter spaces. That'll be fine. Yeah. 
Um, the internet connections tend to be kind of like so so out there. By the way, yeah, some apparently you can pay for upgraded internet on, on a few of them. Um, I don't it's, think it's too bad. With Starlink, that's I had to change. They're going to change really quickly. You can basically get like a boat Starlink now. Yeah, like I think on the one I was on, like the Wi-Fi and this and that were pretty good. But um, but if the whole point of going there is to like uh, meet people and not just sit there on the uh, you know on the internet or whatever, <laughs> that's that's one one thing to do is actually not not use the internet so much. There are a bunch of different world tours as well. Like it's a different route every time. Quite interestingly. I guess so you can keep doing them and see different things. What you could do. Yeah, usually the usually the port of calls are pretty. That's the that's the point. Like almost no matter where you go, the it's like popular destinations, so it's kind of usually nice spots. You can kind of eat the local food or whatever, roam around a little bit and hop on the boat again. Mm. That route sounds pretty good. I'm planning on moving somewhere where I can be with dolphins in the next like one or two years. Maybe like uh, Eastern Australia. You, you want to live around dolphins, right? Yep. What's yep. the fascination there? You want to be able to swim with them or whatever or see them like jump around or what? Uh, they're like a alien species. So to learn like alien communication, basically. Plus they seem fun and mm. good to stay fit and shit like that. But yeah, like I, I played with. with some dolphins in like a dolphin pool type thing. I don't remember where it was, maybe Hawaii or I think maybe in Las Vegas or somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but yeah, the dolphins are fun. I don't think they usually mess with you too much either. <laughs> hmm. Some of these are legitimately really cheap, like for what they are. There's like a 40 night one to go to the US and. Um, the Caribbean and stuff and Mexico. And it's like two and a half thousand pounds for like 40 nights. That's pretty reasonable. That's really low. Why is it so low? It seems kind of low to me, but maybe food not included. Is what, sorry? No, it's all included. Although they do try and upgrade you. They're like, you're going to have a shit experience if you get this minimum one. And, and the next, the next, like they try and make you pay double. And then you look at the list of things and it's like fast internet two desserts every day and stuff like that <laughs> it's it's kind of funny um so they're always trying to upgrade you and then i think the real upsell is the trips like when you're at a port they offer trips to go places and that's always expensive right right that's what it is like if you try to schedule that shit yourself you have a chance of like either not scheduling appropriately or missing it or you maybe you're with drivers and things you have no idea if you can trust them or not versus when you prepay it at the little cruise dude um, he sets you up with a whole thing where it's like, you know, for sure you're going to make it back on time and all that stuff. Otherwise, you'll be having this like time anxiety of, oh, shit, I'm going to make not make it back to this boat. What the fuck is this driver doing? And what's this traffic or whatever? Right. Oh, that that that's my concern. Like, I'll just lose track of the time because I lose track of everything already. Um, like even on a day to day basis, I forget the time and stuff all the time. And I had to, I've had experiences before where I've like, um, what did I do? I was catching a ferry in Greece one time and 
uh, on the the bus to the ferry port, I left my my phone and my wallet and my passport on the bus, and it it departed. The bus departed like it just dropped everyone off at the ferry port, and I had to chase it up the road for like a mile and bang on the window of the bus and like go and get it. And then the the cruise the ship was about to to, to leave. I had to run down the fucking road, like in in the middle of Greece, to to try and get yeah, on. The, that's what I, I'm talking about. Like having yeah, to like, deal with that. Because there's no stopping it. There's no stopping right. that thing. No, I've got like a whole process for like where I keep my shit and like how I prevent it from getting lost and stuff like that. I guess there is a way. Like if if you're really stranded, you would just fly to the next destination, and it's probably going to be a lot slower to get there by. I guess it's not a nightmare, is it? But then you would never leave the ship again. You've learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, you've got your little PTSD from that. Episode. You're like, you're like, okay, we'll stay on the ship from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you capitulate, basically. Mm. The interesting thing my parents said as well is like, you can't feel the thing moving. It's too big. The base is too wide. The one they went on anyway. They're like, we couldn't even feel it moving. Yeah, you don't want to get to one where it's moving because you don't really want the, the nausea from that. Uh, which like the only great way to solve that, especially if you tend to get uh, seasick is to go and step on the, you know, stand on the deck with the horizon and everything, you know, maybe mm. at the bow or like the bow or the stern of the ship and just look straight at the ocean. But um, yeah, some of the bigger boats, you don't notice it at all. Um, there's no sense. It's almost like no different than if you were in a hotel, like, you know, that there's stuff happening around you, but it's not enough motion to make you sick at all. Yeah. There are so many of these things as well. Like they're limitless. I'm quite into this now. I think what I'll do is I'll book a two-week one, and then I'll evaluate after that. But it'd be quite feasible to, to live on one of these things for three months. Oh, sorry. Again? What? What was that? Something about Malaga. My connection was like. Glitching out, I think, because then, as I was halfway through a sentence, you spoke really quickly. I just said Southampton to Malaga in a bitch voice. I did notice, Bruce, there's some that go from the UK down uh, along France and then Spain um, around, you know, Portugal and all that. And then they come all the way around the Mediterranean, like head all the way maybe over to Greece and Turkey and all that. Um, that, That seems like a pretty good journey. Like, and then I don't know how you get back. Maybe you fly back from like your final town or something or something like that. Yeah, there are loads of options. Um... The thing is, though, like the these things, it's not like there's like a but it's not like a bus where there's one of these leaving every day. Um, like the, the schedule tends to be very specific. Like if you want to do that particular roundabout, you have to go on that particular day. So as long as you have a pretty open schedule, it works out pretty well. To schedule these things around work or whatever is like uh, much more difficult. Oh, I'm I'm in a good position for that. <laughs> this is quite cool. It's it's kind of weird with me because I've always insisted on like freedom and doing things in my own time or whatever. Um, and like now with the whole the validator network and the whatever else I'm doing secretly, um, but I don't really use the freedom much. Like I I legitimately tend not to travel much at all at least in the last year. I think the lunar crash and stuff has been part of it. Kind of a rebuilding, bit of a hermit phase or whatever. But um, I haven't really used it to any extent that I could. 
Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm accumulating more free uh, time off days than I'm actually using. So that's why I was, I just decided to use some of it to work. Remember last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like definitely have a lot of free time available. I could probably do like a three month something easily <laughs> and not yeah. even dent in it. Let's, let's do it. Safi, bring your wife. I'll find a wife quickly on Twitter. I'll put out, yeah. I, I bet if I put out a tweet, She'll probably I get a wife. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I just put out a tweet like I need, I put out um I just need to put out a tweet like girl who is into NFT and coins. That isn't that the litmus test for who you don't want? Like <laughs> what do you mean? Girl like I need I need a girl I can just talk about cryptocurrency with nonstop. And like I'm so bullish on certain coin like i'm so bullish on gmx so bullish on like on-chain derivatives that's where all the volume is yeah like i want a girl like that who will just like pillow talk me with crypto forever and who wait like i want a girl who when i wake up she's already fucking researching low-cap altcoins yeah like she's up 30 minutes before you even right like she's, she's like bullish yeah she's she's like on twitter she's scrolling and she's like um cropping it and adding to a document like things to watch and stuff she's building little twitter lists of like altcoins that are upcoming seem to have good fundamentals and stuff that can be screened over time for the quality of the team and the shippingness like yeah that that's my goal like if i can find a girl like that then she can come everywhere with me because that's gonna greatly increase my productivity as well like between us both like imagine the amount of alpha we're gonna get like the irl fever dream almost it, just love, I'd call it. Yeah. Love it. Safi, how feminine... By the way, if anyone is... Sorry. I missed that. Sorry, say it again. I was just going to start grooming Safi into taking HRT and maybe getting breast implants for you. Mm. Safi, I have a um, a friend of mine the other day who is a bit older than me he's yeah he's 35 now and he admitted to me the other day that he was he's been on trt for the last two years have you ever considered going on to trt or are you on a heavy dose of trt now um testosterone replacement therapy is that what you're getting at <laughs> pretty sure yeah. i don't need to bother <laughs> why well like there's the the effect where even if you don't feel bad, you could be better. There was also this effect, by the way, with stuff like Prozac. Prozac, the, the phenomena around that for a while was like, you can be better than well. So people who were otherwise well started taking Prozac for productivity and stuff and for like a, a boost. That Did was it work out? Phenomena, yeah, well, no. Um, but then <laughs> it didn't work. The, yeah, I asked my friend anyway, the, this, this guy who's older than me, and, and um, I was like, okay, he confessed to me because I was joking around about it was a funny conversation because I said to him, like, I'm thinking about doing a fuckload of steroids and um, Dianabol and, and some and some old style German derivatives like the pure fucking steroids and also um, some Psalms and some some peptides some MK677 and stuff. And I was I went on some weird rant to him that was just like all made up, just nonsense and stuff. <laughs> I think I'd I'd been complaining like I've been to the gym for a year and I haven't gained anything, mate. I'm thinking about doing X Y Z, and he was like, "Oh, that's interesting because 
I also did that two years ago. And then I went on um, TRT and I was like, I made that up, by the way. And he was like, oh, fuck, I didn't. <laughs> so, like, and, then, and then I was like, um, OK, so how, why did you start on steroid? Why did you start on hormone replacement? And he was like, well, I was training every day and doing martial arts and stuff. And um, there were various people in the, the training center who started calling me muffin hips. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, like nonstop. They were calling me muffin hips and like saying my hips were really wide and stuff. And they were younger than me and I wasn't recovering very well. And like, I was just like feeling depressed and stuff. And um, I had injuries and stuff as well. So what he decided to do was two months of TRT. He signed up at some clinic that tested him within the normal range, but, but apparently um, you can, what would you call it? Like um, clinical signs or whatever can overcome a test result. So somebody was willing to prescribe him uh, HRT as in, I think it was just testosterone cyprianate or something like that. I can't remember the exact thing. And then something else as well, HCG or whatever. And then um, he took it for two months and he just felt way better in terms of his whole life. As in, um, he told me he started waking up and just wanting to go to the gym. He told me in terms of business and job and stuff, he just started being way more driven and directed. And he said, after two months of that, he just never wanted to stop. Um, so I was like, is that annoying? Like injecting yourself with, with tea every day and stuff. And he's like, no, no, it's like brushing my teeth. I just, I just stick it in my ass and it's done and there's no issue at all. Um, so a lot of guys now are taking shit. I think it's a huge amount. In fact, I think as well, guys like, um, Joe Rogan and whoever else, and, uh, that guy Huberman now, and, and many others have kind of popularized it. And in fact, it's it's quite rare that you find a celebrity or somebody who seems to have a high degree of productive industry who's famous, who's not on this shit these days. Hmm. Stop. So you're saying it's you're saying it's worth researching. Well, I'm saying it's um kind of interesting. I think the the long term effects of these things is very unknown though. Like I have this sneaking suspicion that by the time Joe Rogan gets to sixty-five, he'll pretty much be done. It's like it's like burning the candle at both ends, kind of. Yeah, there's a there's a sense of increasing. Mm, it's like increasing your your moment to moment quality of life, but definitely decreasing your maybe your health span and maybe your lifespan. Like, I don't know if it's sustainable. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of examples of that in the, in the like medical space, in a sense. Yeah, there's a sense in which like the body kind of should slow down and it needs to all operate at the same rate. And if you jack up one thing, it's just going to deteriorate stuff even faster. Um, but, it, but it's interesting for sure as well, because I think TRT does ward off um, many diseases and many things as well and will keep like your, your fat levels lower and... Um, keep you less depressed or whatever so there's like a, a balance it's kind of interesting but yeah people are starting it younger and younger and younger now and this stuff like um my friend he said he just gets it mailed like they just send him a fuckload of needles and stuff <laughs> just like carries on it's like a subscription yeah all this stuff is like online now so you just order it or whatever and um, the pharmacies and all and crazy cheap as well i was like how much is this thing and he was like it's um it's like 30 dollars a month so, you know what I have though, like the nightmare with this stuff, in my opinion, where is Zara gone? Um, the nightmare with this stuff is like, what if you get into a plane crash 
and, and the plane crashes on some desert island somewhere and you don't have your needles and you don't have your test it's like you have to live as a eunuch or some like completely hormonally dysregulated person who's going to die um because their body produces nothing itself kind of a yeah, weird I'm a, I'm a little bit of a doomer in that regard it's like if if the end of the world was next week um how are you going to get to all these things that you rely upon um it's like most obvious if you're like diabetic or something you're just sort of fucked right like <laughs> you're gonna like things are going to go bad really quickly mm. but do you really want like i have this sort of like intuition that i tend not to get addicted to anything that i can't either afford forever or like i wouldn't be able to live without it i tend to avoid those things generally i oh whoops i, I muted myself um i don't like any idea of dependence if you can avoid it like on anything almost I, I also really don't like the idea of having to do something for the rest of my life. Like whether it's injecting or taking a pill or whatever, it's just, I have some kind of deep aversion to the, the enormity of it. Sometimes as well, I think about like the fact that I'll have to pee and shit for the rest of my life. And it just depresses me. You know how, like, you know how Bruce, like some people will say things like they're very paradoxical. They're like, Oh, they shouldn't, um, you know, limit, I don't know, the age of drinking or who can do drugs or whatever it is because that's taking away like my freedom which is really weird because like it's the other way around it's like yeah you could use those things but they're not really improving your freedom in any particular way they just mm. they constrain your freedom to a large extent so it's a paradoxical thing where it's like people want the exact things that are likely to imprison them mentally like not not as in going to jail but like mentally prison them um it's an interesting paradox of like that's yeah. why I say like almost everyone I've ever met's a hypocrite about something. Like there is a there's a general hypocrisy towards like the like the con the general concept of mental freedom or whatever. Like no, people largely encage encage themselves into their own mental prison. I think it's um, like the nature of thought as well. Um, in Buddhism, they say the nature of mind is doubt, but I think it's also hypocrisy. Yeah, that, I don't think there's anyone, maybe like alive, in a sense that is me, like not a hypocrite about something. Me, right? me, like, me, 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 me. It's you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Pantera is uh, not a hypocrite about anything. For example, he's the specimen. I think I'm. He's the he's the fairly, biggest hypocrite I know. I think I'm fairly unhypocritical as far as things go. Oh, there is Pantera now. What am I hip hypocritical about, Sefi? Mm, I was thinking about something the other day, and I, I have to—I can't recall off the top of my head. But you're definitely hypocrite about something. I remember. I have to write that that one down. I don't know though, yes. because because <laughs> like I, all my positions kind of arise from play, so it's like, hmm. I, for me, it's like the base layer is kind of playful. Like there's not really a, hmm. I don't know. I don't think I relate to thought in the same way as most what people. It, what, I can't recall what it was you said, but I was like, okay. I started, it's like in my head, I started like defining what Bruce's mental prison actually is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you'll, prob you'll, probably, you'll probably say something though, and I'll be like, yeah, that was just like a, a, a long drawn out act that was for this reason or something. Or yeah, I, or I can't really be fully sure. So I'm going to like, I'm just going to put that on the side there in my head and not think about it. <laughs> so I, some of my positions just arise because like, 
um, or like you'll be talking about medical stuff and then I'll go straight into to gaining energy from the sun or something, just as like some kind of weird contrast <laughs> has, to, has to arise in, in contrast to whatever is being talked about, um, just as some kind of weird yin-yang principle or something. Um, Pantera, what do you want to be a hypocrite about today? Is it true? Pan I've been hearing rumors, Pantera, that China Man 10 has entered the OB testing group. That's true. He's entered and he's uh, given us some feedback on how to create a wallet, even though we Bruce explicitly was. say we're, we're not creating a wallet almost every day. So is he going to help you make this, this wallet better? Yes. We've now completely pivoted into the direction Great. that he's given us. And are you going to get a Hermes integration? Uh, I, I, I'm curious, what is Hermes? Because for someone who's rambling in telegram chats, I've probably seen and not read more than anyone else's. I still couldn't tell you what his project does. And I don't think anybody in any of the groups that he's in could, could say. He's one of those people that, that validates, in my opinion, psychic phenomena. So I've noticed this thing long-term with the internet, and it's like um, sometimes somebody will type something, and before you even consider reading it, you've already zoned out and ignored it mentally or dissociated and gone to the next message. And it's weird with him because like nothing he's ever written has ever gone into anyone's head ever, unless he's like totally filled the entire space such that they can't even run away. Yeah, it's um it's an interesting phenomenon. I remember for a while there that TRL chat was was just him talking and ideating for a while. And that was, in my opinion, truly just that was capitulation at that point. I was I was I was done. I think he did one good thing though that was making that video. I felt kind of proud of him when he did that. Like after after months and months of just boring long rants, and and I, you remember when he accused me of bullying him and stuff as well, and stuff like that. Um, when he finally made that video, that was like a two minute summary of one of his things. I thought that was good. It was like finally you've cut the shit. And then at that point, I was like, clap emoji, well done, Chano Manten. Carry on making those videos. Don't type again. But then again, he typed. And then it was like all respect was washed away. I think, I think one of my favorite moments was when Doe just kept asking him what his like recurring revenue was or how he was going to monetize, and he just kept typing paragraphs. and And everyone was like, "We're not going to read all that. Can you just answer the question with like a number?" And then he would, he would come back with another paragraph that no one would read. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. It's a, it's a public good. You know, the thing with all this uh, funny SEC shit going on, um, it's actually good to be kind of on the far corner of the internet somewhere. Um, you know, on something that's going to like, you know, these little things are going to 10x at some point. 
but no one gives a fuck about and no one's ever going to go after regulatory wise right because there's like just in the far reaches of nowhere um so i think it's like that's kind of the thing um like if something happens where they delist things or whatever or they go after some of the big projects or what have you like you're going to want to be on the far corners of the internet where nobody gives a fuck right which is kind of cool well, I was like, thinking about today, if they, let's just say that they're, because now I guess the, the headline is that they're calling everything a security except for Bitcoin. So right, let's just exactly. say, let's just say that like uh, Coinbase and Kraken and all the, all the, you know, usual suspects who are, who people use for off ramps only offer Bitcoin to fiat off ramp. Like what's, I don't know what's to stop anyone from just using some decks to swap into Bitcoin, like use store swap or whatever, and then take your Bitcoin to Coinbase and then off ramp, or are they going to blacklist all inbound transactions and accounts from non like blessed, not non, uh, yeah, who knows? yeah exactly. Who, who really knows? It's like hard to tell how deeply that goes. Right. So, yeah, the, I wouldn't say this whole thing is minor, but like to me, it's like, okay, what can they accomplish by like 2024 ish? And like, where can you just make a bunch of money while you just sit on the far corner of the internet? That's kind of my take on it. Like, it's going to take them time to get all that shit sorted out. So it's like, you, like you want to be far away from the most affected things or whatever, or things that are like based in the US and stuff like that. So, that makes sense why like the China coin thing went a little bit berserk. It's like, cause not just cause it's like the China, the Asians are kind of going crazy, but also because like the, it's just away from like, it's away from the reach of anybody. Basically. I don't know if that makes sense, but you want, you want to be at a place that's kind of untouchable. That's why I like this whole flex thing where are they Bruce they are like in Seychelles or something or Thailand or where are they? They are far, far, far away from anyone. They're in the Seychelles where the judges can be bribed with coconuts. That's ideal. Yes, sir. By the way, to answer the question at the top, now it is officially illegal to hold Lunk as per the SEC case. And by the way, even by the way, many people have claimed that if you control F the document, the SEC charge, there is no Lunk there. And they have made the argument that since Lunk has been renamed then you avoid all legal responsibility at all. Those people have lied to you. If I am a if I am a dealer of animals and I buy a pig and then I go to the local farmer's market and I attempt to sell that pig and I tell everyone, this this here, look at this animal, this pink animal with its wiggy tail and its little ears, this is a cow. So you owe me, you, if you want to buy this thing, you'll have to pay like $10,000 since that's the going rate for a cow. Everyone would laugh at me. All the farmers would laugh at me. It's the same situation here. You can't call a pig a cow, and you can't call um, Luna Lunk. It's the same thing. The SEC don't care. They will never care. All, all of you people here who are listening who hold Lunk, you will all be arrested, and you'll spend the rest of your life in jail, and there's no avoiding that. So the question is, like, what do you do now? Well, the thing you do now is you try and raise as many legal fees as you can to fight your case and how do you do that while well, you invest in flex and take to the seas yeah you but but the main thing i'd say is you invest in flex because you also need to pay money to buy a cruise 
um, I think it's quite interesting as well. You know what's funny, Sefi, is how under the radar this is now. It was weird because it, it spread word to word between all of the people they tried to raise from uh, instantly. And everyone they tried to raise from aped in completely. Literally everyone they raised from aped in anon um, if they didn't ape in publicly. Everyone. And a lot. And in fact, almost everyone who aped in said, this is probably the best spot I found in the last few years since Lisa. No, it's because, it's because the number one, the, the market cap's super small. And of course, obvious upside there. But also just historically, these exchange tokens, uh, they just tend to go apeshit at some point, right? Like there's like, because there's this every user of these ex- the exchange that might show up like tends to, you know, buy a little bit of this coin or whatever. So like there's multiple, multiple examples of these exchange coins. Every single one of them popped. Like, so it wasn't like, I mean, I think, I think it'd be weird for it not to go up by a lot, even without that whole bankruptcy thing, the, the, even without the, you know, bringing in the creditors and all that stuff, just as an exchange, if it's functioning, Mm. new users are showing up. That's all it takes really, honestly, all the rest of it's just window dressing. And if that all works out too, like, you know, I was asking in Telegram, the, the whatever the the developer or whatever I'm like well if all that other stuff works and they're able to make it happen that's wonderful but i'm comfortable owning it even without all that shit happening like right Does yeah even if I mean, it is I've seen these even if pop. it is yeah even if it is pure narrative like even if the claims thing was pure narrative it would still work or even if the claims thing was like um a very small subset of one of the firms it would still even work even if all it is is this is an exchange that now functions um Honestly, that's all it takes in, in, my, yep. in my view. So like everything else is gravy after that. And, um, and, then, and then I think like there are many ways in which we could um, optimize other other stuff. Like I think we can probably have the best um, referral affiliate ambassador scheme in all of crypto, for instance. Um, I think there are ways to do things to onboard armies of people like i'll give you an example of something yeah you can you can definitely do more things out of the seychelles than you can do in other countries and stuff yeah so that also makes it a good thing yeah as far as like some kind of fucked up mlm pyramid scheme type of thing i'll give you an example of something like off the wall which is kind of like i've been thinking about funny ideas because um like the gorilla side of this aside from the main thing and, and as well like here's an interesting thing seppi as well most of the suppressive force on this, most of the cancel comes from specific angry creditors who want their money back or whatever from 3AC. But many of those, um, we're beginning to message and change their mind and get them stake in the new venture. So it'll be a very interesting effect where those people changing their mind and saying like they did the right thing and I'm now supported with this because it's going to help a lot of people and stuff, that should spread out. It should ripple very well. Like when I when I first got kind of involved in this, I thought like um, there are specific things with high social power that you could do to produce like um, a turnaround in this. And probably number one is getting the biggest haters on your side because they are probably the biggest suppressive factor. And also it's kind of interesting because if they did get involved now, they would have the biggest upside to them to getting involved um, because it's like a lot of the people who are hateful now, at least the semi-intelligent people, have been influenced by influenced by those specific um, creditors, the Arthur Chongs or whatever, the the guys who are kind of fudding. Um, it's all come from them. 
So they're really the few people who need to be made right. And if they are made right, then, and, and also the cost of making them right is basically plus EV for an enormous amount. Like it's worth paying out to make it right in some way um, or to give them a bigger skin in the game, whatever. Um, but then, okay, so you add add to that the claims marketplace, which basically everyone needs now, 20 million users and 20 billion of funds. That's another factor. Then add to that that it's a genuinely good exchange, whereby in the past it was like the cheapest rate to, to hold futures. They've applied AMMs and, and DeFi models to um, futures markets and stuff. It's genuinely going to be over time the most decentralized, the most uh, the most transparent centralized exchange. They're going to have zero knowledge proof audits of everything, all liquidations, all balances, every user fund, and then over time hopefully build out decentralized custody. And this is was in the works, by the way, for four years. Um, and then add to that the the affiliate scheme, and then add to that the tokenomics and the burn model they've got, um, whereby Flex yeah, will it's, never... It's, it's, it's fixed supply and there's a burn model, so at least it's like not yep. set up in such a way to sort of like like what some of the other companies did, which is where they made it like inflationary or whatever and use it as like a kind of a advertising budget or something. No, um, and it, so it's all good. real. It's all real and it's never going to be more. Um, and and we know what happens when you start saying you're burning tokens. Um, and then as well as that, like I've thought of a lot of interesting guerrilla ideas. Like I thought uh, one of the interesting things about blockchains in general has been that, so you have a base, you have a foundation, your tech and the token and whatever. And then above that, you have the social layer. And the social layer is interesting because it's kind of interconnected of itself. Like it doesn't necessarily rely upon the layer below below it. Like um, when Terra crashed, for instance, a lot of people just moved directly over to Kujira, right? Because it was like um, something without reputational issues from people who had shipped in the past and been successful. So you saw this interesting migration of a web of people over there right? Like some subset of the total Torah community just moved over, it migrated, and they benefit from the existing social web that had been formed elsewhere. So that was interesting to watch stuff like that. And then, um, so one example of things you can do with Flex is you can, uh, like one of the ideas I had is you can you can onboard NFT communities in different ways. Like, for instance, the you know, the Milady stuff or Melody or whatever it is. Um, one thing like I'm thinking about fun ideas. So one thing uh, I thought of is, okay, so you could have stuff like trading competitions, obviously, and you can involve NFTs with the prizes. Or for instance, you could have um, NFT prizes for particularly degenerate trading behavior. Maybe somebody does a 50X and loses seven, seven figures or something. Well, their consolation prize is a melody or something like that. You see what I mean? Because different NFTs have different yeah. qualities. But then um, one of the funny ideas I had is that uh, you could have, you know, like in a standard uh, trading view screen where you have the chart and all of the functions to buy, the sell, and everything else. Um, typically on most sites, you have uh, themes, right? So the theme could be dark mode, it could be light mode, it could be whatever. You can adjust everything. What if the the NFT collection contributed a theme, as in on the standard trading view screen, there are a number of uh, elements and assets or whatever that could be modifiable. And those things could be designed by the NFT collection such that it showcases their art. So one of the things with Melody I was thinking about is what if they contributed their own theme and that was selectable or optional um, in the, the trading view uh, theme, right? So, so with, you're saying within the, within the exchange itself. Yeah, so, so imagine this, you're looking at the trading view screen and you've selected 
on the options. It's not default, but you select on the options the melody theme, and this giant face comes up, and they've designed all the buttons and everything. Um, this is an interesting idea because number one, they would do it for free um, out of like virality and for the sake of art and stuff. Number two, the moment this happens, it would become the home for all of those people, those 10,000 people who are an existing fun community. Uh, number three, it would go viral everywhere. People would start posting this stuff. Like imagine if it just looked completely ridiculous, right? Like, like it's a funny thing. And then over time, you could, you could maybe um, create some kind of criteria for inclusion, such as like you have to be a high volume set, you have to be whatever at the top or something, or maybe you would have to pay um, or you could just see it as like where this is a new way to showcase the art or something like that, just supporting artists. Um, but it'd be quite interesting because there are ways to, I think there are ways to get NFT communities included that aren't necessarily costly and don't necessarily inv involve incentives, but instead involve the optional visual design, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's like you're giving them, uh, you're giving them a showcase and they're yeah. sort of bringing you a crowd. You're giving them a, a, a playground and a home and something to shout about. And also most NFT communities, you know, they buy the NFTs and then it's like there's some trading depending on the bull market or whatever, but it's generally kind of down only. And there's generally not too much to be excited about. Like, what are you going to do? Get another accessory set or something or some um, random thing or so-and-so so swept the floor or whatever. But if they can have a genuinely good um, technology or something behind them, and to be associated with that's something to be excited about and then you would see stuff like suddenly you would have um melodies being designed where they have like flex t-shirts and free suzu hats and whatever else and it could just go very very viral and then you see these two things fused over time it's like it's like most exchanges are very institutional and they're very unplayful and they're very formal but what if an exchange just kind of leaned into play and did things that weren't necessarily um quantifiable or that make complete sense to a nerd from a business perspective, but are extremely good and onboarding armies of people um, that want to have fun anyway. I think that's powerful. Yeah, I don't you know, know how long. Be, oh, you know, it'd oh, be kind ahead. of a funny idea, but it would definitely like <laughs> piss people off. I don't know if you've ever used like a sports gambling site before, but they uh, they'll give you like a huge bonus, and you think that it's just like this. Like, oh, a $1,000 match credit or something, but actually you have to cycle through like $1,000 of risk before you can withdraw it or use it, so you end up losing it anyway. And uh, cycling through the... I don't, I don't think they should actually like do this. Promo code funds and... What's the, the relevance, though, Pantera? Oh, he's saying oh, like you give a funny. bonus to people to bring <laughs> their NFT you, with you their wallet. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about NFTs. Like, if you had this claim and you were like, "Oh man, OpenX, I can finally get pennies on the dollar for the <laughs> this," and deposit your claim, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna get your five dollars back," but first, you need five dollars of leverage of like other account like deposits before you can withdraw, and then they basically mm -hmm. just gamify it and piss people off. But then you get a, my only concern is that a user might come in and be like. Oh, here's my claim. Let me just get it and get out, you know? And then you just have a one-time user. Like, you got to get some stickiness there. Uh, I think that's okay. I think with the, 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 the futures thing is, is good as well, using your claims as collateral. I think a lot of people are going to do that because they've already written it off, and it's like the make-it-back thing or whatever. Um, and even if they are just, just trading or whatever, it's just, okay, so they've experienced the exchange. 
Um, and it's also just volume. Like, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's only one thing, by the way. Like, it is a full centralized exchange with everything. And it's going to be appealing on, in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think if you get people through the door, they're likely to stay. But yeah, we're going to come up with a lot of, um, of ways of getting them to stay and stuff. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part LunkDAO space. Now it is officially illegal to hold Lunk. What is the next convict coin? Recorded on Monday, February 27th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, you know what? Forget it. Have a good day, everybody. Just stay safe out there. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes. And take the rest and turn them into free. Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase Running on empty from gassing up my teammates First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes impossible defending the plausible from end to demonstrable the mission isn't even worried about the clearance running interference till our enemies fear us we're only one disappearance away from a bad day everybody trying to save face on the last day feeling fancy about to pull out the mass eh? drop the eight ball in passing that's so passe i'm getting nasty you cannot put it past me a mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting feeling like a masterpiece looking like a tragedy trying to get through another day full of savagery getting headstrong from working in the mess hall all hands on deck waiting for our next haul i need the rest got big plans to eject so feed the grass and keep off the kleenex i am interested in magic because i am fascinated with psychology i love to learn about how people make inferences how they draw conclusions and find patterns and information and in particular i'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities are exploited. Terrible spaces. <laughs>